G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, some inspiring stories that are happening right now uh, where a team of six pastors and leaders from a variety of churches in Tasmania have recently returned from a visit to Uganda. They've been speaking and contributing to a pastor's conference in Kitgum District in northern Uganda. And apparently the local pastors are running churches, some of them without even having a Bible in their own heart language. 1,000 plus pastors, including their wives, were at the gathering as well as 1,000 children and youth. Moses Otto runs a charity called Acholi Resilience and he's looking for some financial support to ensure that Bibles can be available for local pastors. Also joining us is Peter Madden. He's one of those well-known Christian leaders in Tasmania. First of all, Moses, a special welcome along to you. Thank you, Neil. And welcome to you, Peter Madden. Thanks, Neil. Good to be with you. Moses, you're back from the conference. Uh, How do you describe it? Uh, Was that the thousand pastors, their wives, their families, children and youth? Uh, Did it work out to be the way you thought? God turned out and uh, obviously blessed the pastors and blessed the conference. Um, right now, as I speak, we've just put uh, a video of, of, to summarize what literally uh, took place in the conference. Uh, we were so blessed for the pastors uh, and their wives and uh, their children to come and be blessed in during this conference because this is the first ever pastors' conference where a thousand pastors gathered in one place. And you, sh- you probably would be aware that northern Uganda for over 30 years has been in conflict with war and genocide. And uh, it is just one of those issues that uh, only a conference like this can bring them together. Uh, there's, there's lots of issues that these pastors uh, go through on a daily basis. Um, they, they, most of them actually probably around 80% of them they have churches under trees. Uh, the congregation don't pay them uh, a cent because it's a call to be a pastor in northern Uganda. Um, and and also the, the local or the churchgoers are really that poor. It's northern Uganda is where, you know, um, we have people living below poverty line. They can't afford a dollar a day. And so to get a Bible, that is like, you know, Christmas come true here in the Western world. So most people don't really... Uh, afford to even buy a Bible. Peter Madden, when you've got these sorts of developments, uh, when you've got the largest pastors gathering uh, in living memory, perhaps, uh, this indicates pretty significant things for the nation of Uganda. Well, it does. And look, I I must say, um, my friend Moses is a humble man, but um, it's largely due to Moses. Moses grew up in that area. And, um, you know, he, was, he and his family were displaced by war. They, they were refugees in other nations for a season. He was born in another nation, but went back and grew up there. 
And, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to join Moses is just to say a few things about his story. He, um, by the, the divine grace of God, um, he, uh, he ended up going to university in, in, in Uganda, uh, so, sorry, in Kenya. And uh, look, he, he got a sponsorship to come to Australia. Now, Moses has done very well in Australia. He's a professional. He's, a, he's an occupational therapist. But I knew him before he started Choli Resilience, and I've watched his heart for his home country and the Acholi people, because Acholi Resilience is about the Acholi people, who used to be the largest tribe in Uganda. They are no longer so, such because of massacres, because of the, the civil war there that I don't know, need to go into. There, you know, what we saw there was the history of great trauma, uh, Neil. Um, and I went to many of the places that I expected to, to find darkness, only to find they'd been turned into places of prayer. Um, so the conference in itself spoke just powerfully of God restoring nationally um, what the enemy had meant for evil. You know, we... He, he, I don't know if you remember the uh, Get Coney movement. Coney was was uh, in that Acholi land. Coney was the Lord's Liberation Army that used to take the children to make them soldiers. You know, but I watched as as pastors come together, and and it's to to Moses' credit, you know, with the Acholi resilience, he went and he lived with his family there for a year, and um, while he was there, he met some very significant young men of God. And, you know, there used to be fights on the streets uh, between the pastors. There was so much division, Neil. And over the course of... Excuse me. I, uh, I even get a bit emotional about it. So, sorry. Excuse me. Um, that happens when I, I really see the Lord moving. Um, you know, over the course of the last four or five years the pastors have come together to where now the largest Pentecostal pastors conference where it went from absolute division and, and competition to, to you know, 1,000, 1,500 pastors holding hands, praying together, seeing a move of God. And yes, I believe this is very, very significant. But not only that, we were able, as, as you probably will go on to, to, to take... Um, you know, over a thousand Bibles, um, two thousand Bibles, to men who are only getting the Word of God what they could from other messages and whatever way they could. So yes, I believe there's a, a significant move coming there, and Australia's got a lot to do with it. And I believe that we've got a special connection with that place. Next fact, the conference was in Irene Gleason's uh, compound, uh, who's an Australian woman, as you probably know. Come back to Moses here. Moses, when you've got these pastors coming from something like 80 remote villages and you've been able to put a Bible in the hands of the leaders, but if it's the only Bible in the village or if it's the only Bible in the hands of leaders, there's plenty of more opportunity there to get Bibles into the hands of the people. Is that the way you see it? Uh, the opportunity is just a powerful one? Well, look, we got very hungry hearts in Uganda. Uh, most people actually want to come to church because they have the, the opportunity actually to get to read the Bible. 
um, uh, a lot of these pastors literally came to the, the conference because they knew there would be Bible. So the need for Bible and the need to actually read actually the Word of Bible. People are so hungry for the Word of God. People want to know, is there really life after death? People want to know, out of our misery, is there hope? So reading the Bible is so vital and so important for these pastors so, uh, and for the community and life. So um, when we handed the Bible to the pastors, well, it is an opportunity that more people will come to church. But is that enough? That's the question. Is that enough? We have a lot of people, a lot of churches where there's, you know, there's 80 people coming to church. Is that one Bible enough? That is where our cry is. So we want to see Bible actually given to each church and each member that come to church, um, there has to be an opportunity that we can actually earn Bible to them. Like, you know, the church I go to, we every Sunday we are giving Bibles to people. You know, I would like to see this happening in the other part of the, uh, the world where people are so hungry to read the Word. From what I understand here, and I'll stay with you here, Moses, for a moment, that when <laughs> a leader, a Christian leader, a pastor in the village has a Bible... That's actually one of the biggest ways of evangelism because when people hear that someone has a Bible, they're attracted to come. We don't always think of the evangelist being the actual Bible. The Bible is the attraction. Sometimes we think the evangelist is the one uh, one that people are drawn to. But uh, that's very significant that where there is a Bible, people want to come. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and um, the Bible going to the villages is like, oh, we've got a Bible in the church and people are actually attracted to come and actually read the Bible. That's in the villages, yes. Uh, where to from here, Peter Madden? Uh, are there some more visits planned? Is there a fundraising drive that says we've got to get more than that 2,000 Bibles? We've got to get lots of Bibles into Uganda. Where, where do you go from here? Well, look, that's really uh, in Moses and his board's hands, but we are definitely booked to go and do another pastor's conference next year. The, the fruit has been so remarkable. I, uh, I know that there are other events being planned to, to draw other people who want to be involved in, um, in a very, very fruitful mission field. And, you know, quite honestly, Neil, when I saw... When, what I preached there, what I, um, what I saw there, uh, what I experienced, the, the amount of prayer is phenomenal. Um, and all the hallmarks for a move of God are there. The thing that has been missing, which is our foundation, is the Word of God. So this was tremendously significant. And yes, I, I hope we take um, five or ten times that, that many Bibles next year when we go. So you've had the biggest pastors conference uh, for Pentecostal pastors in Uganda and uh, you've got Bibles into the hands of the leaders. There is real fruit from what's happening there. Uh, I imagine that uh, a few more friends to the ministry and the mission that you're involved in would be necessary. So Moses, what's your call on the hearts of listeners today to perhaps uh, become a friend of your project, partners in supporters by way of prayer, supporters by way of uh, some financial contribution? What would you like to see? What I would like to see, I would like to see that, um, you know, Bible is the Word of God. And I would like to see the Word of God um, in the hands of most of these people in Uganda. Um, as I said earlier, there's desperate need for Bible, but they cannot afford it because they all live below the poverty line. And I mean, they can't even afford a $1. So 
So what my prayer and request to people outside there is that right from uh, Achole Resilient. Achole Resilient is a charity that uh, is advocating and supporting the local people in northern Uganda. We are a tax deductible a charity registered under the AAC, which is the Australian Charity Not-for-Profit um, Commission. So my first prayer goes to churches and individuals and businesses. I've seen the fruit of giving to help people in the poor, which Proverbs obviously 19, chapter 19 and uh, verses 14 says that we cannot out give God. When we give to the poor, God will pay us back. And the, I mean, look, how can we out give God? So I would right now ask um, people who would like to partner with us in prayer uh, uh, and supporting the conference. When you support the conference, we, the main thing that when you support this conference is obviously accommodation for the pastors when they come to this conference, food for the pastors, the Bible for the pastors. Um, these all come from the giving that you give. But I want to ask more. I want to see churches in Australia wanting a little sister or a little brother church in Uganda, northern Uganda. I also want to see individuals and businesses taking up this opportunity of tax deductible where they will um, give money and there's a tax deductible. You can give as much as you like. That's what I do with my own business as well. Um, so that's an opportunity to give. So you reduce your own tax as well, but you're giving as much as you as, as you like, and 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 that will actually equip the community, equip the pastors. Now, when I talked about this, I don't want to take it lightly. Uh, our brothers from the Muslim community, they have actually built a lot of mosques in the community, and they're taking so much advantage of this because the community is very poor, and they can teach them in any way they want to and bring them to the mosque. Now, I would want to send this message out there. There's a raw ground, fruitful, fertile ground that are so willing to hear the word of God. Why don't we take this opportunity and support them? It is an amazing opportunity. And when you put it in the context too of there is a race on, there is urgency here because there are other evangelistic groups like the Islamic movement that are building and planting mosques in these communities. And so there is a race on to plant churches and have pastors who are well-educated and have access to a Bible. Let me just give the website here for listeners to connect directly to you. And uh, our guest today, Moses Otto, who runs the charity called Acholi Resilience. So the website is acholiresilience.org, A-C-H-O-L-I-R-E-S-I-L-I-E-N-C-E, acholiresilience.org. To both Moses Otto and to Peter Madden, thank you so much for an update and uh, for your inspiring story today on 2020. Thanks. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.